when we sort of like realize that we're not disempowered and we be with some of those emotions or we tell our stories with one another, we share like shame. Shame goes away, right? When it's in the light, it goes away when it's shared. We're like, oh, oh, me too. That happened to me too. joining us today and welcome to the beautifully broken me podcast our conversations are centered on helping you tap into your authentic superpowers where you can become your truest authentic self do you want more out of your life do you desire a life where you can flourish freely and live a life of peace joy and abundance leveraging on all of your life experiences and using them as a stepping stone rather than a storming block my guests will definitely challenge your thinking, giving you practical and relatable tools to be more, do more, and have more. My name is Nabo IJ. I want to officially welcome you to the show. Before I bring on my guest, I just want you guys to know that I have a small business. It is called Nabo IJ Collections. Nabo IJ Collection is an online store. We specialize on all kinds of hats, fancy hats, Debbie hats, church hats, party hats, wedding hats, fashion hats. Please do well to support my small business. Check out the link on my show note. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this very sweet, like, it's a sweet and delicious episode. I chose those words for a reason because my guest, she is such an incredible lady. Oh my goodness. You'll get to know, guys. You'll get to know. So I want to welcome you guys to the Beautifully Broken Me podcast. I really, really want you guys to enjoy this conversation. And today we're really, really talking about something very crucial. Today we're looking at this particular topic, finding your true self again. And I want you guys to please stay glued to this particular episode and listen to it to the end. I have my beautiful, incredible guest. Unfortunately, you cannot really see her beautiful face. <laughs> she is Laurie Sasse and we call her Sass, basically. You can also call her Sass. Um... I'm going to give her the honor to introduce herself, but she's a podcast host, just as I am, just like I am. Um, she's a podcast host. She's the host of the Imaginal Podcast. It's an incredible podcast. I want you guys to go listen to it. I, I love the incredible job you do. I've listened to a couple of your episodes. Oh, so, really? Yes. Good job. You're doing a, an incredible work. I love it. I, I feel like we're have some we have similar messages and similar places where we're coming from mm-hmm. you know? but i i think our hearts are like you know aligned in a way yeah, absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. I'm, I'm really excited you know connecting with you and you know getting to do this or have this conversation with you so this is really you know Awesome. So I want to officially, officially welcome you, Sass, to the Beautifully Broken Me podcast. Noble. Oh my gosh, you you have already stolen my heart, I tell you. I am so honored to be here. I am so, I, and I think when we first started talking, it it's just hearts, right, aligned. And when you talk about reclaiming or 
finding your true self again and the truth of who you are. It is so interesting that in this world, it's so easy to lose track of parts of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so when you say, you know, who are you or introduce yourself, it's so easy to say the things that we do. And, and those are great. We love the things we do. And so maybe maybe I'm a former soccer player. Maybe I'm a former high school teacher. I am, actually. I don't know why I'm saying maybe, but I am those things. And the life coach, as you said, and I'm also me, right? Just me. And I think sometimes we can get so caught up in proving ourselves. Yeah, what is that? What comes up for you too in that area? Do you think? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, you know when someone says, "Oh, you know, can you introduce yourself?" Now people want to attach, "Oh, I'm a life coach. I am a podcast host. I am a middle school teacher." All of those good stuff. Those are really good. But who are you? Like basically, like the core essence of who you are. It's that is really what is vital. And it's just so unfortunate that a lot of people do not even know who they are. Okay. And then we live in a world where people want to just be someone else. And I love the way she dresses. I want to dress like her. I love the way he talks. I want to talk like him. We want to mirror other people's way of living without getting to that point where we one we get to that point where we understand and we get to know ourselves for ourselves i i don't know about everyone listening but for me when i heard you say who you are my whole body relaxed it's such a deep calming (laughs) feeling right just to be in your own essence and i feel like when we first started talking a little bit ago it was just like that we were like two humans at ease and it's Mm -hmm. such a good feeling and it doesn't mean that we don't want to express our lives by what Mm -hmm. we do because that is so important too but I think there's a small distinction between like doing things to prove that we're worthy doing things to give ourselves permission to be Mm -hmm. acceptable to other Mm -hmm. people and so then it's a it's sort of a striving and it's it's a different kind of energy Mm-hmm. Whereas if we can ground into, and it's easier said than done, right? In this society of likes and and, and social media and all mm-hmm. the different ways that we're evaluated. But if we can really ground into the deep truth of our worth without anything, then the expression of our lives come from a totally different place. Mm. It's a place of knowing. It's a place of offering. Absolutely. It's a place of connection, you know? And even I think with love or friends, starting back when we we're younger and we we're trying to be accepted into friend groups or whatever, mm. and then into partnerships as we start to, if, if we're interested in dating or um, a longer term relationship, mm-hmm. if we are unable to show our truest selves and we morph into something that is different in order to be accepted by that person or group of people, then I think we keep losing track of who we really are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially when we try to fit in. 
when we're trying to squeeze ourselves in, we don't belong there, but because we just want to go by the flow, we're just really like, oh my goodness, I am influenced by my friends. You know, I just want them to be happy. You know, I, and then we're losing track of ourselves because that isn't where we're supposed to be. You know, we're not supposed to fit in. We're supposed to stand out. And that is who we are meant to be. I, I think sometimes when we're feeling really sad or feeling stuck, it, there's like a little bit of a distinction, I think, between being dismissed, where we're never known or validated for what we went through, versus being disempowered. So if we let ourselves be disempowered and dismissed, then we might be just looking for some kind of healing you know uh when we sort of like realize that we're not disempowered and we be with some of those emotions or we tell our stories with one another we share like shame shame goes away right when it's in the light it goes away when it's shared we're like oh oh me too that happened to me too yeah, yeah it just happens the way it does and sometimes we have all our plans, everything planned out, but life goes through a different turn. You know, we hit bumps, we hit rocks, we hit detours. What do we do with all of that? It's just kind of left for us to make that conscious decision. Do I want to stay bitter or do I want to stay better? Oh, so beautiful. It, it just, it's just basically one of the things that led me to do what I'm doing. Um, I, I, I had a chance to complain because I lived a very decent life. I got married to this guy at 22. I was a virgin. I didn't know nobody. I didn't have, I didn't have any experience, relationship experience and stuff. And then I got married to him it resulted to abuse because I didn't know any better. He was always picking on me and he was always using that against me and saying, you're such a dummy. You don't know nothing. Oh gosh. And, and that was really how it triggered and triggered. I lost my sense of self and I really liked the topic, finding your true self again. I lost myself completely. You know, I had the shame. I have this, Oh my goodness. So it was just basically what it is. And when I got to the point where I felt like, okay, what do I do at this point? When I felt like I'm beginning to, I, I got that epiphany where I felt like I needed to heal. So I decided to ask myself, do I continue staying bitter, worried? I, I, I have all the excuses. I lived a very good life. Why is the world so wicked? I would have used that as an argument to complain. But instead, I said, you know what? I'm not going to let that drag me down. My story would become an inspiration. Mm-hmm. You are, you are, gosh. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I took that up and I just decided to use that as a stepping stone where I can tell people that, listen, it's your story. You have to own it. It happened to you. You have to accept it. 
what do you do after that? Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to stay there for too long. You have to stay there. You have to cry over it. But you have to try as much as possible. Get the strength you need and push yourself beyond being stuck at that particular place. Yeah. The imaginal cells are a cat when a caterpillar goes into its cocoon, right? We we've seen this sort of like in when we were younger. It turns mm-hmm. into a butterfly. But what I didn't know is that there are the, the caterpillar has imaginal cells within it. And it's it's like the blueprint to become the butterfly. Mm-hmm. So when it goes into the chrysalis, it literally goes melts down into liquid, like goo. Mm. But in that goo are these imaginal cells that tell it how to make the butterfly. Mm. And then it it you know does this metamorphosis. And what I think is so amazing about that is that sometimes we're in that cocoon phase where we just feel like we need a little bit of healing we we've almost lost ourselves we've we've become such liquidy like we you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but trusting that we actually know ourselves but because of marginalization whether or criticism or bullying or any of those things we we quiet parts of ourselves we're like, oh, I, I can't say that. Oh, I have to sort of accommodate or morph into something. And we, we're like, oh, I, I can't show that part of myself. That's shameful. Or, oh, I can't do this around this person or whatever. And before we know it, you know, when we're in, especially in a, a really difficult relationship or a difficult situation, mm-hmm. we almost don't know who we are sometimes anymore. Absolutely. Um, and... And I, I, I think like in that space, it, it, we also can develop a lot of self-doubt. If we were ever lied to or gaslit, then we, we don't know where the reality is sometimes or we're, we're really like feel off balance. And it's just basically life. Um, we never planned out life to be the way it turns out to be. And... Yeah. It just happened the way it did. Um, rather than just complain and just be angry, sad, worried, depressed, we can just either decide to be that or mm-hmm. decide to become an incredible inspiration to someone else. Right. Uh just people knowing that there is a path, people knowing their worth, you know, and seeing someone else walk the road is so bolstering because we just, I think in a lot of ways, maybe we just want to be known and seen for not only like who we are, well, not only our our dreams, but also our hurts, our wounds, and then also who we are just without our, just who we are at a base core, you know, because that is so important too. But I think there's a small distinction between like doing things to prove that we're worthy, doing things to give ourselves permission to be mm-hmm. acceptable to other mm-hmm. people. And so then it's a, it's sort of a striving and it's, it's a different kind of energy. 
Mm-hmm. Whereas if we can ground into, and it's easier said than done, right? In this society of likes and 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 social media and all mm-hmm. the different ways that we're evaluated. But if we can really ground into the deep truth of our worth without anything, then the expression of our lives come from a totally different place. Mm. It's a place of knowing. It's a place of offering. Absolutely. It's a place of connection, you know? And even I think with love or friends, starting back when we we're younger and we we're trying to be accepted into friend groups or whatever, mm-hmm. and then into partnerships as we start to, if, if we're interested in dating or um, a longer-term relationship, mm-hmm. If we are unable to show our truest selves and we morph into something that is different in order to be accepted by that person or group of people, then I think we keep losing track of who we really are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially when we try to fit in. When we're trying to squeeze ourselves in. We don't belong there, but because we just want to go by the flow, we're just really like... Oh my goodness, I am influenced by my friends. You know, I just want them to be happy. You know, I and then we're losing track of ourselves because that isn't where we're supposed to be. You know, we're not supposed to fit in. We're supposed to stand out and that is who we are meant to be. And I want to ask you finding your true self again. How does this resonate to you? Noble, I'm I'm I love this question and I want I'm going to answer it in one second but I I just want to honor your journey. And I know you've shared and you are coming from a place of empowerment and you are helping others to see their worth and giving them these avenues in order to reclaim their lives and but I I just I just didn't want to let this moment pass without just acknowledging the depths of what you've gone through and Thank you. I honor you. You are such a beautiful, beautiful person, my goodness. Um So what this means to me is well, so many different things. I guess the Oh, I don't even know where to start. There's so many places that I have potentially lost parts of myself and 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 I think it's true everywhere, you know, we live in a world that can be difficult, can be really traumatizing in different ways. Mm-hmm. So for me, it can be in in past relationships I've lost myself, it can be mm-hmm. through criticism, it could be through um trying something and and feeling shame over it. Mm-hmm. But what I think I might start with right now is um so whoever's listening I'm Asian which you can't see if there's no video <laughs> um <laughs> but you know I grew up in a non-diverse community and I didn't realize how much exclusion I felt and I think some of that was maybe my own fear and I also know that some of it was like definitely true just a lot of the teasing and the chanting and all the different things that I think any marginalized community can relate to and so oftentimes I just maybe waited around hoping someone would 
accept me. And while I could be much more vivacious and much more exuberant and maybe, you know, funny or maybe this or that, I think I was really, really quiet when I was young, trying to negotiate who I needed to be in order to fit in, trying, hoping, hoping someone would say I was okay and open the door for me. And then when I got older, I think I started using humor as a defense. Like, let me just make fun of the Asians so no one else makes fun of the Asians mm-hmm. in front of me. And not, I love humor. I love humor. And I'm not saying self-deprecated humor can be, you know, can also have its place. But I was using it because I didn't think I was worth enough. Mm-hmm. to. And so I just stopped really being my full self. And I don't even think that I maybe have discovered all of who I truly am at my age, you know, decades and decades later. I don't mean to sound like a grandmother, but it's like <laughs> hundreds of years later, here I am. But um, no, I, I, I think there is an invitation to all of us mm-hmm. to really gently and compassionately, right? Because there are wounds in these places mm-hmm. that not disempower us, but to really compassionately see maybe what is it that we put away Mm -hmm. we've lost aspects of us, big aspects, right? Big parts of ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. How about you? What, what is your experience then? So you come to that place of self-awareness, you won't really get to know who you truly are. So I didn't really know who I was. Yes, I, I just knew my name. I knew I was a student. I knew I was all of those things, but I didn't really get to appreciate, you know, myself much better. You know, I, I always allowed people. I always wanted people to tell me, oh, you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I always wanted people to affirm me. I always wanted people to acknowledge what I did. You know, I was I was a little needy. I was a little, you know, you know just that place of wanting people to, validate me that was really how this topic resonates to me because eventually I got to find who I am I got to discover myself my truest authentic self and we're going to go through that journey basically so so I just I, I want to know does anything resonate to you while I'm t- talking or should we just move on to the next question oh so deeply for, for me when I look back at, at being a young Asian person in a non-diverse area, I mean, I said that with so much force. I, I said that like so matter-of-factly when I first just shared it with you. But if I go into the deep places of where that is, there's like a sweet also neediness on my part, which you mentioned. Mm-hmm. We don't have to stay in that neediness. And I know in this conversation, we'll move ourselves out of that into where you're saying, you know, where we're really fully expressing ourselves. Mm -hmm. But there is this sweetness. There's a young girl, and whether we're older or whether we're truly young in age, I think there's a young part of us that can just want to be loved. And Mm -hmm. that's so, so understandable, right? Like, so when I was really young, I, my mom would pack these really beautiful Japanese lunches once in a while. I mean, I also got the peanut butter and chili or whatever else. (laughs) But um, she would also pack these really stunning, like, I mean, they weren't bento boxes, but that kind of food, right? Where now it's sort of in vogue, but back then it was 
different. It was, it smelled different. It pointed out that I was different. And there were no Asians on television except for the ones with buck teeth and socially awkward. And I didn't want to point these things out. And so, like, this is where the tender part of me is. You know, I would just throw my lunch away. No. I just trying to hide, trying to not be me. Whereas there was food prepared with love. There was culture. There was family here. There, it was also really good tasting, you know. <laughs> But there's that part of me that wants so desperately to be loved. That's the very deep root of it. <laughs> And so in losing that, we lose ourselves, as you said. And I think that place is a really, it's not only a, um, a place where we need love, but it's, it, it's also disempowered, but it's also not offering to the world our unique fingerprint are your you know we're there's not one person out of eight billion people that have the same perspective on like the same way of looking at things the same like literal fingerprint isn't that crazy that no one has the same fingerprint after all these years what a gorgeous authorship you are you person each person and so If we shapeshift into something very bland, into something to be acceptable, we have lost all our gifts. We have lost all our pearls, our beauty, our brilliancy, our ability to bring unique love, our ability to bring creativity, mm -hmm. all the things in our own experiences, right? We're hiding those. We're hiding those. Absolutely. And But to acknowledge the sweetness with compassion so we're not, you know, beating ourselves up. We don't become those critical voices like, what's wrong with you? Why can't you do that? Which that goes through, you know, those thoughts. But to like be the compassionate person to ourselves like we would want to be to others. And there's, I think, sometimes we think bringing ourselves forth is selfish. And if we're people who don't want to be selfish, that can get a little confusing. Like self-care, we're like, oh, I can't do, I don't have time, I, you know. Mm -hmm. But self-care is, it's looking after yourself. It's not putting your unnecessary problems or wrongfully putting your mm -hmm. needs on somebody. It's not, we should tend to each other's needs, not should, but we can tend to each other's needs. But um there is a healthfulness to the boundaries mm -hmm. that uh, that uh, isn't selfish and expressing ourselves is actually a contribution Absolutely. to each other and to the world mm -hmm. right so it's a whole different place to come from i think what what do you do noble you do this so beautifully the way you express your life and yourself you know Yes, um, thank you very much. You know, um, it's just basically a, coming from a place of adversity, you know, and, and that's one of the things that we're going to be talking about because sometimes some of the things we go through, you know, adversity is to our, it's one of our greatest assets. It's through adversity that we would be able to get to discover ourselves. You know, and especially the saying where it says, you know, what doesn't kill you, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Okay. So, and we want to really kind of talk about adversity and how does adversity relate to 
you know, getting to discover your truest, authentic self, you know, getting to discover who you truly are, right? Um, I just want you to kind of like touch on that quickly and then I can share something too. Mm, yeah, I think when we go through these really, really tough times, it shakes the ground. It turns the whole story upside down. Mm-hmm. And it can be, like for me, I think it's come through, it's come through loss many times, whether I, I'm recently divorced, which has been incredibly just heartbreaking and really like, um, it, it's it's shaken my entire life uh, upside down in a way and mm-hmm. um and also lo- loss through death when you lose someone that you love so deeply there are so many things that really turn our whole world upside down and i think we lose maybe in a good way our defense mechanisms we become such a pure essence in those times mm-hmm. you know we're not performing as much we're really like having to look at who we are in this place I think we lose some of those defense mechanisms that keep things out or keep us maybe wearing a facade or a mask or a, a I, I don't want to say that in an accusatory way or or into in a wrong way but when we are able to be more raw, like one thing that we talk about on um, my podcast discussions is breaking the fourth wall of being human, mm-hmm. where we want to be known in these places of devastation, in these places <laughs> of real adversity. And I think it brings it down to a place that is so pure and you're not getting along. You know, all of a sudden what you were doing wasn't working mm-hmm. and and so then you almost have to reevaluate not only what your strategies, and I, again, I'm not saying they're manipulative, but just what you were doing to get along in this particular situation. Okay, I, I'm sort of all over the place. The loss from death is not necessarily the same as a loss of relationship. And, and I guess it's different for everyone and every situation is different. So let's just talk about, or, or I'll just stay really quick on, let's say, past relationships. And I've had different relationships as others have too and my own familial patterns or my own strategies as a young girl that aren't necessarily working in this relationship I'm realizing oh I I need to take a look at this and I'm a a big fan of therapy um and so I think for me adversity really caused me to look at how healthful I was or wasn't being Mm. And what kinds of things were this is an opportunity to change, to reevaluate, and also to bring compassion again to these places. And as you move through this, what's really beautiful is that you start to meet people who have gone through the same thing. You know how if you have a dog, let's say let's say you have a dachshund, all of a sudden you notice like all the dachshunds and you have a bond with this person. Mm-hmm. It's similarly, I think, you start to find people who are going through a similar thing and there is a deep care, a deep knowingness, a deep connection in these places where you're 
you can be understood and known and seen in ways that maybe someone who hasn't gone through it hasn't wouldn't wouldn't know so there's mm-hmm. that beauty but also as you learn as you grow as you get your footing again you know you bring medicine to the community mm-hmm. now because of what you've been through mm-hmm. um, and I think it rocks your world in a way that going along on a status quo just doesn't everything changes and you almost have to reevaluate um and heal and grow uh, there's so many things in this place of adversity aren't there so adversity is just basically like um i want to say that you know there's this quote that i like it says pain trains a man failure mm. trains the mind right mm. and that's a quote from devin woban So basically this is really saying that adversity is one of our greatest assets and I'm grateful even though all the things I had experienced wasn't really what I had planned it wasn't what I envisaged it wasn't anything no one plans or no one hopes to have adversity in their life or any of those kind of things but it happens yeah. and again when it happens what do you do with it it's okay to stay for a little bit and just be like okay now that this has happened what next well we can just kind of like talk about it why is this happening to me you know asking question why is you know those kind of questions but at the end of the day we don't want to stay at that place We don't want to stay at that place where it's we're grounded where it's like oh my goodness it happened to me and now because we're saying it happened to me we have all those pity parties around us we have all those people who's coming to say oh sorry for your loss or sorry this happened to you but one thing i want to say is instead we have to use our adversity as a stepping stone okay we want to use our adversity as a stepping stone standing on that stone and then using our story as an inspiration because it happened to us for a reason there is a purpose to which it happened And the reason is not for you to keep that adversity to yourself. You can't afford to keep that story to yourself. It is so that you can save somebody, you can share your story and inspire somebody who must have had similar story or you know had similar experience. And that's basically the purpose of adversity. When we don't use it and when we keep it to ourselves, then then the adversity it's the adversity is just a waste the pain is just a waste it was just a waste of adversity if i can use that word <laughs> i'm so struck by so many things that you shared and when you tell your story it really does change lives noble you have no idea whose lives are being in- impacted by your podcast. You know, you may know that people have downloaded it, 
but there is a face and a life and a heart behind every listener. And I'm sure that you and I both like are so heartened by their story, whether or not we know it. But when you're sharing your story and it gives someone the buoyancy that they needed, because you know, when Mm -hmm. we're at the beginning parts of adversity, it seems so dark. You feel almost like you're not going to make it through sometimes. Like, you know, you, you will make it through, but it just, you just don't know how mm-hmm. you're like, what, 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 what is this? And, and I, for me, you know, I've became really insular when I started going through my divorce and I needed that time. Like you said, mm-hmm. there, there is, we, we're not, we, we don't want to dismiss the pain or not be compassionate with each other, but there is a, a, a real difference. Like you said so beautifully between acknowledging our feelings and not burying our feelings Mm -hmm. but also not being disempowered not you know letting our lives like go to nothingness it's like wow this this is something that can help other people Mm -hmm. and and that we can love each other through like in the end what we were looking for was love right and so through this yeah we can share the these love experiences with one another and um when when you can bring your story and what i love you said was you bring shame on the shame or shame to the sh- like shame you can have sorry go sh- shame in your shame, shame. So you i will <laughs> go 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 <laughs> end of shaming your shame i don't know if there's a word like that but you expose your shame and you bring it uh, out there and just expose it. Uh, it i mean it needs to be a meme i think that is so true and like i think it's Brene brown who talks about shame and once it's in the light it dissipates mm-hmm. right absolutely and, there are things in my life where i mean i didn't even want to say that i was divorced for a long time because I, I just worried about, oh, what will people think? And what, 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 you know, what will, what story will they put on top of it? Cause we, we can't explain ourselves and mm-hmm. we, you know, and I have faults and I have it hurts and we, we have, it's such a complex situation and it's again, worrying what other people think. Right. And, but whatever it is that we hold as shameful, my Asian-ness, my divorce, you know, different things. Um, once we bring it out to the light and show it to share it, show it to someone, it becomes a place of connection. Absolutely. A place of friendship, a mm-hmm. place of fellowship, mm-hmm. a place of strength. And we become braver together and we become more colorful together, mm-hmm. you know, and we find friendship here. We find a home in this place that is so much safer than hiding it on mm-hmm. our own on our own yeah yeah so can we just really talk about you know somebody who could be listening and who is actually trapped in in that place in that bubble of the good opinion of other people right in that place of you know one of my mentors says goop 
G-O-O-P, mm. good opinion of other people. More like in that place of what people are going to say. A lot of us would have done some incredibly, incredible, like incredibly amazing things. But just because we are trapped in that place of what people would say, we've deprived ourselves from a lot of things. We've deprived, deprived ourselves from our sense of self. Yes. Because we are trapped in that group. I want to touch on that. No, but I just, oh, I feel you. I feel this whole concept so deeply. I know it personally, like I've said. I don't know one person who hasn't sort of sorted through this. Maybe they're out there, but I think it's really relatable. But it's funny. We we can shut everything down because we're afraid of what someone will think. And that can be, it can range, right? Like, I'm right now I'm trying to reclaim my singing voice and my music. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much when I was younger. And because I was heavily criticized, I didn't sing for decades. Mm. And I don't know how I would go through my whole life without the thing I love the most, but I tried to. I tried to go without it. And that's a super long story for another time. But you can prevent yourself from experiencing joy. You can prevent yourself from being you. You, mm-hmm. you can you can not do a job. You cannot be in a relationship. You cannot state your beliefs. You cannot use your voice. There's everything. And it's funny that whether the voice was passed, mm-hmm. like one criticism, right? One person says, oh, you have terrible voice oh you can't do math oh you you will never amount to anything oh you're lazy oh whatever that is we we almost like rule our life around that and we live well into our adulthood in still thinking that one person's voice should either dictate the way we experience life Mm -hmm. or we don't try because we've projected that fear like what if so-and-so thinks this mm. what right what if oh I don't want to post this picture of m- my family what if so-and-so doesn't approve of it or I can't wear my hair this way what if someone mm. thinks I mean it, it it's so it weaves into all the places I I even I had someone criticize my makeup when I was a young in my young 20s mm-hmm. And I can, if I'm not careful, I can almost feel that every day when my makeup, whether or not I wear it, it doesn't matter. I can use it or not. And, um, and I, but no matter what, it's really art. It's my way of expressing myself if I choose to, but I'm, maybe I'm putting it on instead of fear. Like, oh, I hope it, I hope this is good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I use that really, really like everyday example, because if if we really listen to our thoughts, we can see that it's seeping in even more than maybe we realize it. Absolutely. And I, you know, and, and we get along because we're so used to hearing those voices. Oh, you're lazy. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. And so then when we get into a really big situation where yeah. like a, a like like a break in a relationship or something where we're just relegated to this place where we feel like we've lost 
everything. And that, I think that's what your original question was like, what do we do when the person feels like I, I'm just, I, I've, I've lost everything and, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to live my life according to what I think other people want me to do. We just become so small, so silent, metaphorically, really, maybe even literally. Mm-hmm. And our lives have lost their brilliancy. They've lost. Um, we can no longer speak for the things we believe in. We can't speak to causes that we believe in. We can't mm-hmm. do anything because we're uh, so afraid of that and and we've become so blase right like or so fearful and i just see i see this in my clients and in myself and in everyone i i it's by no fault but there are so many talents that go unexpressed Mm -hmm. because even we're afraid of one person not liking it Mm. and who would care who you know and 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 there's gonna be people who would benefit so much by what you say and what you express and what you create Mm -hmm. but instead we shut it all down we shut it all down and we feel terrible about ourselves Mm -hmm. (sighs) but there's the other side too (laughs) yeah honestly like it's just one of the things I, I often say is is the fact that we, we everybody, right, everybody had had a piece, more, more like a story or, you know, a situation or something that had made you to lose your sense of self. Everybody had had any kind of story like that and being trapped in the web of what other people think would definitely prevent you from being your authentic self. It will prevent you from living the life as you would want to live it. Because now you can't dress in a certain way because you're thinking, oh my God, what will people say? You can't do certain things you want to do because you want to be like, what will people say? You're trapped in an abusive relationship. Instead of getting out of it, you're thinking, oh my goodness, what will people say? Mm-hmm. And I just want to ask anybody who's having that kind of mindset, I want to ask you this question. What would you have done if you yes. were not afraid of what people would say or think? Yes. What is that thing that you would have done for yourself with your life? How would you live your life if you were not afraid? Let's say that is not in the equation. How would you live your life? So if we take that out of the equation, we will be able to live a life because we are the star in our own movie. So in the movie of our life, you are the star. Everybody else that comes into your life, they're just basically, you know, one character or the other. And they they will just act the movie and then they will get out of it. But you are the star in your own movie. And everybody else is is either a supporting cast or a film extra. So they're just there, either supporting cast or film extra, but you listening are the star in your own movie. Honestly speaking, like I haven't, I'm still in that journey 
of trying to get past my goop, the good opinion of other people. But whenever that consciousness wants to come to me, I want to quickly ask myself, what would I have done if I was not afraid of what people would say or think? Mm. And that was why I, I almost died in my abusive marital relationship. I almost took my life because oh. I felt like, what will people say? People are going to say, oh my God, she's, is, she seems quiet, but it's, she's not. She's just some something something and i thought about what people would say i almost died in it i've shared some of the stories here mm. i almost took my life by myself but again i i want to I, I told myself no way i don't whatever anybody would say i could care less my life was way more important because regardless of what happens even if I had died in the marriage, people would still say something. People would still say, oh my God, why didn't she get out of it? Why did she stay there until she's dead? And now I get, I got out of it, people still said something. So either way, people are going to say something. So you want to weigh your options and, and choose safety. So, yeah. so, so that's really, there's no way you can... Become your truest, authentic self if you are trapped in that web of what people would say. Oh, Noble. I... I... Oh, I... Oh, I can't find words to put on. I can't find the words that are deep enough to show and share with you how grateful I am to you for who you are and all you've oh I I can't I I your life mm, is so beautiful and matters so deeply and I'm so glad that you saw that and that goop you know it's I know this sounds trite we see this on the memes and the gifts and things like that no you're never going to please everyone but Mm. the thing is is that to all the listeners like we can't we can't please everyone everyone has their limited perception their own life experience their own ways of projecting what they are going through onto your situation they probably also only know a small bit and you're making decisions that are based on a complex situation Mm -hmm. you're living in a complex situation people's judgments are going to come from a very small layer of that Mm -hmm. and also from their own their own experience right they don't they can't there's no it's so interesting how if you post something the reactions are so varied there's no way you're going to get you know there's no way and so then that's just a post and so when we're talking about your life Mm -hmm. you're so right the depth the depth that you went to to think they're gonna say something no matter what mm-hmm. and like I know Noble I know you feel this way to the listener your life matters Absolutely. so much mm. so much and we need you to mm. love mm-hmm. and live Fully, we need you. We need you to bring forth 
who you are, you know, just, and, and I say that with a lot of, of compassion. I say that with healing. I say that with, you know, the, the expression to be free, right? To be free to live. Mm-hmm. Not, not like I'm not trying to put more pressure on people, but to, to mm-hmm. be free to be themselves because I, I think there ha- we have to help each other to know that we are so valuable, so inexpressibly valuable. Mm-hmm. There is no changing that. Mm-hmm. There is no changing that. And it's going to feel at times so hard to see past those comments. But those comments can't keep you back. They can't. Mm-hmm. You have so much. You know, we each person listening has these this gorgeous bit of like uh, uh, just so many unique things to bring to this world and to experience and to live and love. It's so yeah. true. Really mm-hmm. true. And as we begin to wrap up, I just want to ask you this signature question, you know, and it's it's a question I ask all my guests. What would you tell your younger self? Yeah. Oh, gosh, I love this question. Um, and and I also think, you know, it's so relevant also to look at our young self. And my young self was so afraid of rejection. Mm. And I don't think people knew that from the way I was carrying on, but I was so, so afraid of exclusion. And I would tell my my grade school self, my teenage self, mm. to be like that. Mm. And, and you will get hurt, probably. But we will find places of safety, choose places of safety to bring those places so we can heal, we can be healed, we can heal each other, we can cry when we need to, we can be angry when we need to, but we also can go back and forth out and not be smaller and not choose everything because we're afraid to not choose out of fear, but choose out of freedom, mm-hmm. right? I even love differently if I'm afraid. I love differently in freedom. And when you're saying, you know, what would you do if you weren't in the goop? It's an interesting question to look back on your younger self and tell your younger self something, isn't it? Because even though I'm like way older now, I'm like more like middle age now. If I was to still look forth, look however many years, (laughs) what, what would I tell myself now? But I think I would tell my young self to to live in that free, curious, open place. And when you are hurt, that's where we we find each other. And um, oh, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for you, Noble. I see myself in you. I see. I just find so much inspiration from you and so much camaraderie Mm. thank you so much and that's incredible and thank you you're such a sweet lady and and just in response to the question i asked you 
I'll tell my younger self that she's worth it. Oh. And she is loved. Oh. And and I would just, you know, tell her to forgive herself. Because that younger self was doing a lot, blaming herself, feeling like she's not good enough. I would tell her, you are loved, you are beautiful, you are exceptional, and you are worth it. Mm. That is what I would tell my younger self. Oh, I want to change my answer to that. (laughs) 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 No, that's so true. Yeah, be, just be, Don't, don't strive so hard, just be. And then in your freedom, do all those. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Noble, oh, you are so lovable. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So. Isn't it silly that we think we're not? Isn't it silly? It's, it's because silly. I'm, I've only known you for a short time, and I'm, like, so enamored with who you are. How could we not be loved? How could mm-hmm. we not, you know? I just want you to leave, leave us with your last word. I just want to thank you and each person who's listening who's taken the time um you are so incredibly faceted layered and gorgeous you are a gorgeous person and your life matters Mm. more than you could ever know Mm. and i'm so grateful so grateful to be here noble thank you thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) yes honestly um i want to thank you for coming on and if you're listening i just want to leave this last words for you guys you know i just want to say that many of the gifts that come to us are wrapped in a thin layer of something which is problems many of the gifts and and it's high time we begin to notice this and just know that whenever we experience adversity it is for our own good you just have to ask yourself what what am I learning from this experience how is this coming to serve me okay and and honestly when we get to know this you know life will begin to make sense and there's this quote that I like so much Sometimes God uses your deepest pain as the launching pad of your greatest calling. So sometimes those things that we may not like, those adversities, those challenges, those really bad stuff, there are blessings in them. And I want us to look within and begin to ask ourselves, what is the blessing? in this particular thing I am experiencing. When we begin to ask this question, you would find it. And honestly, when we do, we will not only discover our truest, authentic self, we will enjoy our lives. And and at the same time, the world will be a better place. I would say amen to Wow, what an incredible episode. I hope you've been blessed by this episode. Please be sure to subscribe so that you'll be the first to know when we upload a new episode. And please feel free to also tell a friend if this episode has greatly inspired you. You can visit us at thebeautifullybrokenme.com 
You can also send us an email at nobleij at nobleij.com. We're also on social media at The Beautifully Broken Me. Thank you for listening. Stay blessed. Be well.